Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 644. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my all-time favorite co-host, Corey Romero. Today is May 10th, 2023. Corey, how's it going? Going great, Eric. Yeah, busy as always. Busy times, and uh, yeah, things are things are well. Good. Good, good. I, I think you've unburied out of the snow. We all, all our reservoirs are full. We got the new lake in California. Uh, it's still chilly here in California. So we've just got this cold front that's hanging around here. So it's been pretty cold. But other than that, the color of the bay is really green and choppy and windy. So it feels like we're sometime in still January here in California, but not too bad. How's the weather up there in Utah? You know, the weather's been nice in Utah. We've had a little bit of rain. We've had some warm days, but, uh, you know, I can see my grass and we don't have any snow left in the yard. So uh, we went from, uh, you know, nine to seven, you know, seven to nine feet uh, down to zero within, within a month, which has been great. So, yeah. Nice. 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 Well, Hey, on the show today, we got a little bit of a fun show going on. We've got uh, Jamal Adin, Mohammed Jamal Adin from VMware. He is a lead solution architect uh, in the multi-cloud management uh, BU. And uh, we got him to talk about, 2200 vms 2500 i guess the 25 year anniversary uh he went out and uh provisioned 2200 vms did a blog article on it so uh we'll talk a little bit about his blog here and we'll talk about what he's been doing uh his blog is cloudflation.com so cloudflation.com he's a relatively new blogger uh so we will get to uh muhammad shortly but before we do that we'll just talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in the news obviously vm uh vmware explore uh registration is now open early bird is applies for us uh, which again is august 21st through the 24th in the venetian convention center in las vegas so uh go get yourself registered get that early bird discount price go get your your flights and it should be a great time. We're going to have a great um, experience for communities all together in a big room uh, in Vegas. So we should have a great time. We've got the pinball museum party. I think we're getting like $5,000 worth of quarters or something like that for everybody. We're inviting VMUG, we're inviting the experts. Um, we're bringing everybody together in the pinball museum, which this year the pinball museum is in a new place. It's a big building right across the strip um, uh, it's on the strip on the southern end, so we won't be doing shuttle buses, but you can uh, you can get there. It's across. It's right on the main strip. It's probably a 25 minute walk, but the the train system, the little tram that they've got, drops you just a block or two away from the new and proved massive pinball uh, museum this year. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some kind of stuff to eat. We're not sure what the budget will allow. We're hoping for some barbecue, but we're not 
positively sure what we're going to get, but we will let everybody know as we get closer. So go get registered early, early bird special. And Corey, I know you guys have been uh, trying to figure out if we're going to have any blogger passes at all. Any updates on uh, where we are there? Yeah. So I've got uh, 20 blogger passes um, for bloggers. And uh, though that news will go out for um, for who, who gets the blogger passes on the 19th. Um, blogger pass applications close this Friday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, the link for that is, uh, it, it's kind of a weird link, but I tried to make it as short as possible so I could say it here on the podcast. It is rb.gy slash ndhgvv. So uh, if you can uh, go, if you want, you know, if you're a blogger and you're an active blogger and you want uh, VMworld Pass uh, where you get, you know, front row seating, early access to general sessions. And I'm working on some other things for uh, for for those who hold blogger passes. I'm working with the comms team of VMware. And so, uh, yeah, those those will end. Uh, the application will close on uh, this Friday. So get that application in. Um, I know. Uh, yep. Perfect. Perfect. I know that we got some fun stuff going to happen for CTAB members as well. So CTAB is going to be there. We're going to do a platinum experience for them, uh, which should be fun for them this year as well. Uh, I know that uh, the champion group is going to be in our area and we're looking at doing some fun stuff there. Uh, we're going to try to have a little podcast studio. Uh, we're going to have some real time podcast stuff happening as well and different people. So you can go come in and get on a show if you're lucky. And, uh, and then of course the code theater the community theater the expert space and all the other things that we do um we are not sparing any expenses this year last year if you went you know we were kind of on a budget because we weren't sure how many people were going to come to vm world post covid uh now everybody's got the memo that uh you know vm world had everybody there europe had ten thousand people us had ten thousand people so uh we're going all in the budgets are looking pretty fat i'm happy about that so should be a great event uh, and I know that we are also announcing the winner this week of the 25-year anniversary win a free pass to come to uh, to to VMworld. And I know that they have picked a winner, and they'll be announcing that as well. So watch out for some contests because it should be fun. There should be other ways to uh, end up getting uh, to explore if you're desperate and can't afford a ticket. So I think that's yeah. it for the news, Corey. Anything else? Yeah, I've got a couple other things. Uh, since we're on the topic of Explore, um, I will say this. Uh, the the advanced events team back in February had a meeting with uh, the experts for, you know, for some Q&A and some feedback for the from the show. And uh, we've got some results from that. And I'm pretty excited to announce that um, the events team is working with four V experts. And what we're doing is we're going through over 300 of, this, of the sessions. And we're um, allocating um, various levels of, of, of technical... Um, levels to these sessions. And so uh, this way, the, the, the Explore team will have a better understanding on the, the level of technical content that we have for sessions. And uh, they are choosing more technical content this year. And that came directly from the vExpert feedback. Um, we've got two other pieces of uh, news as well. So EUC day. So if you want to support the, the uh, VMUG EUC day on May 16th, you can find the link on Twitter at vExpert. Um, it was posted on May 8th, so two days ago. So you can go retweet that, go look at the information, go register. Um, VMware is also offering a free VMware course through June 15th, the design configuration and management. Um, the VMware cloud course is free, which is normally $1,400 cost. 
If you're a V expert, you will also receive 1500 reward points um, if you complete that course. So uh, yeah, some interesting stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, exciting. And we got a lot of other exciting stuff to come down the road. I know the hackathon is being organized and that's mm -hmm. gonna happen this year. So we're gonna have a room and a hackathon for one of the evenings. So uh, that'll come out soon. They're getting ready to announce that. Then the code sessions, the V Brownback sessions are all starting to fill up. So if you have a community session you wanna do, go look for the links and get your session application in and uh, we'll go from there. With that last, anything else, Corey, or we're good? No, I, yeah, one last thing for the introduction of Mohammed, I wanted to append a future V expert onto his introduction. Uh, oh, so uh, oh. Mohammed will be applying, uh, you know, uh, in June for the application. So June, June applications will open. And also um, the results for the V experts for the, for the June applications will go out before explore. And so you will have the benefits of being a V expert at the show. If you're awarded. All Thanks. Right. Thanks Corey. You bet. Nice. Nice. All right. And with that, uh, I will say that uh, welcome, Muhammad, to the show. What we traditionally do on this show, because we are a community show, is we ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us the uh, couple of minute elevator pitch of who you are. How did you get in IT? What's your career arc look like? Where do you work now? What do you do for VMware? I know you've got a VMware gig, but you obviously have been other places. So just give us like a five minute elevator pitch. Uh, where'd you go to college or did you go to college where you grow up and uh, how did you get here so people can uh, understand who you are sure thanks a lot uh, eric first thanks a lot for having me and uh, yeah my name is mohammed jamal Deen. i joined vmware almost eight months back as a lead uh, solutions architect part of the cloud management business unit i'm here based uh, in dubai so it's quite hot here as, as you can expect and it's quite late as well so it's it's almost 10 30. this is usually my my, my bedtime this is maybe when, when my first dream starts. So yeah, prior to, to, to joining VMware, I was a customer of, of, of this beautiful company for over 15 years, where I got the chance to implement almost all, all VMware's flagship products, I would say, uh, starting maybe by ESX Server 2.5 back in 2007, and then all the way oh, to wow. the latest technologies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I was, I was 3.0, and I, I don't hear very many people that go into the twos. Yep. I, I was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I progressed mainly in my, in my career, starting from from a network engineer to to leading positions where I I got a chance to manage uh, great talented teams, large digital transformation projects, and so on. It, it's it's been quite a long uh, run for me, but I believe that I'm a lucky person being able to see the world from both perspectives. You know, on the customer side and and the provider side. This double-sided experience uh, has given me like some serious perspectives when when chatting with our customers uh, uh, where I'm not only offering a technical expertise but only maybe a dose of a real world uh, understanding from my own time as a customer where I think this helps me connect uh, maybe on a deeper level with our customers uh, making uh, conversations more meaningful and, and productive. From a personal perspective, I, I come originally from Lebanon. This is where I was uh, born and raised. And I moved at uh, also a very young age to, to uh, the United Arab Emirates, uh, specifically Abu Dhabi uh, city. And here we are today. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I, uh, I similar worked in IT for a lot of years before you end up at a vendor, right? I mean, it's a, it's a common thing. My brother was just telling me I was, uh, I was at a wedding over the weekend and my brother was telling me he works for Siemens. And I was like, Oh, I thought you worked for the power company, uh, Florida power and light. And he goes, Oh, I did. But then Siemens reached out and hired me because they wanted an expert at running power companies and they, they sell power company products. And so even in the power business, you have vendors that are stealing people at the at the power companies into the positions of of working at the at the vendor and so it is a it is an industry thing not just even a tech thing but uh, it is interesting uh, I'll ask you when did you get your first tech job and what was it and what platform did you uh, did you manage? so yeah initially I started back as a small job back in, in my home country where I, I was able to to manage a smaller I would say uh, scale uh, network where we had few few networking switches here and there I had to learn you know uh, how how to manage Cisco switches and so on. Then when I moved to, to uh, Abu Dhabi, I started a little bit of a bigger job at a transport and logistics company here, uh, along with maybe moving later on to, to another company, uh, more of a system integrator that used to manage also multiple uh, entities in, in our, uh, Abu Dhabi as well. Uh, so the whole thing started at a very small scale, a few switches, a little amount of, of uh, I would say, servers and, and so on. And then, you know, virtualization started to come up and then the whole world started to change and, and, and you know, the rest of the story. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I experienced while working, you know, running, working data centers for companies is the budget impacts and the budget decisions and things that you had to spend money on and where to make choices, right? Where at the vendor, we're much more of the, you know, here's what it is, here's what it costs and we give you a discount. But we, we, we lose touch with the value prop that customers have to see in order to pay for these things and making selections. So it's, it's great to get cust customers to come in and work at VMware because they have a better understanding of, you know, how to get value because it costs companies money to do this stuff. So it's, it is pretty cool. Right. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, your experience coming to VMware. What was your impressions of coming into VMware and what did they, what did they get you started doing? And did you get a computer on your first day or did it take like three weeks to get your first computer? No, I got it actually a bit earlier. So, so I got it too early to a level where I wasn't able to log into the, to the computer. So I got my, the beautiful Mac and, but my account wasn't activated because I got it maybe earlier to my official joining date. So I just had to look at it for, for a couple of, of days before my account was activated. But yeah, I heard that some people are, they get their laptops a little bit maybe late, but I, my experience was extremely, uh, I would say, satisfactory. Tell your manager, good job, right? Because not all yeah. managers are <laughs> that, that good. I think they've gotten better at it. So you came in and I kind of looked at your blog, uh, which is Cloudflation. How did you figure out like uh, how to get going? Because it seems like you've been blogging for the last uh, seven months or whatever. It must have been pretty quick when you came in that you decided to start uh, writing a blog, Cloud Cloudflation. What's, what was your thought process around that? And what's been your experience? See, uh, I believe from day one, in the moment I started uh, talking to VMware and I, and I knew that I'm going to make this move, uh, I decided that, as I, that I'm going to blog and try to, to give more back to the community because, see, my previous jo job wasn't really that type of, of a job where I can go blog, talk. Uh, again, the, given the nature of, of the job, maybe given the, the nature of the things where I'm engaged at, uh, being with VMware, 
uh, it gives me more more of a flexibility, maybe more of an exposure, uh, talking with with different customers from here and there. Uh, you know, being exposed to more innovations, maybe if I if I may say, maybe looking at technologies as as, as first hand. It all uh, gave me that decision where. Well, you know what? I have to start blogging as soon as I as I, I join uh, uh, VMware. Uh, I, I didn't know that it's it's equally satisfying to be on the, that other uh, side of the table because you know being able to craft a digital strategy, browse the market, search for innovations, uh, locate the best providers as as a customer, and implement those technologies and and see it delivering business value. It gives a great feeling, and I think every and you may be experienced it, and then think everyone. Uh, should try it if, if, if they if they can, but uh, I didn't know until recently that it is equally satisfying to be on the other side of the table, seeing those customers facing different types of challenges, trying to overcome those challenges with innovations that our company, like I'm talking about VMware here, uh, came up with, and and maybe uh, you know even you personally participated of, for any part of those innovations. VMware today, I think, sits on top of over 5,000 patents. And maybe what people doesn't know is that every single individual in this company contributes towards innovation, uh, being able to share ideas, submit feature requests, maybe present innovative use cases uh, driven by customer needs or maybe by personal experience. So, so yeah, being here at VMware, I felt that my impact uh, got just way uh, bigger. Yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, I feel a little bit of that just watching you're humbled at how many customers are doing innovative things and then how many engineers are doing any innovative things. And you sit in the middle and broker it and connect people and actually get a, you know, get people exposed to what's actually happening at customer sites. We run CTAB and CTAB members come in and engage and you get a lot of reward uh, just seeing people being successful either on the customer side or in the engineering product side, right? It's a, it is rewarding and a, a little bit humbling, right? Because you get to work with such great people doing these kind of things, right? So it is, it, it is, it is something when you're in these jobs, you realize that there's, there's a reward to it for sure. Um, tell me about the blog that you wrote automating 2200 VMs uh, on, oh, it is our 22nd birthday. That makes more sense. Is it our 22nd birthday? Uh, yeah, or 25th. Yeah, 22nd birthday of vSphere. Oh, yeah, it so was yeah. almost at the same years. time. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's where I was confused. Like, why? It's a 25 year anniversary. We gave away a VMworld ticket to somebody yes, just this morning. We went through and uh, made selections of who's going to get that. And uh, then I saw 22 years. I'm like, wait, but it's, it's uh, so vSphere is 22 years old now. That's correct. That's correct, 20, correct. 22, right? And that that must have been, was that vSphere 3? Or are you talking, was there, because is that one? So ESX, ESX, which which originally was, I think, WGS and so on. So whenever we released the version one, this was on, on the 23rd of March, 2002. 2002. That's what I was going to say, because the vSphere name wasn't introduced until like 2007 or something like that, because I remember VI3 was Virtual Infrastructure 3. They didn't they didn't name it vSphere for a while. But ESX, the birth of ESX and maybe bundling of vMotion was probably, vMotion probably came a little bit later, right? I mean, I'm not sure they even had vMotion right at the very beginning. Maybe, yeah, maybe 2000. Maybe 
ESX one didn't have, but anyway, I, I wouldn't know when vMotion probably pretty shortly after or right during the time, maybe it was at the same time. So 2200 VMs, um, when you automate, did you use PowerShell or what did you, uh, take us through how no, no, you automate? Yeah. 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 So, so maybe, maybe if I may tell you that, that bit, bit of a funny story, because you mentioned that 25th birthday of VMware. So the whole blog idea started when, when we were celebrating the 25th birthday of, of, of VMware, you know, we were running this uh, virtual town hall, everyone was joining, we had some some music maybe played also where, where Ragu and the rest of the leadership were there also presenting. So my son came back, uh, passed, passed by and said like that, what's going on, what's what's happening? I told him it's, it's our company's 25th birthday. So so uh, he asked me, what was the first product that this company came up with? I told him it is vSphere. Then it took me a little bit of a, you know, a research just to validate my, my, my thought. And apparently I was wrong. And, you know, after a joint research with, with my son, we discovered that it was VMware Workstation. And uh, it was a bit, little bit embarrassing for me, but better late than, than, than never. So, yeah, as part of this research, I realized that vSphere uh, was launched on the 23rd of, of uh, March 2002. So I had a little bit of a time for me to, to think about maybe an idea where I can, I can talk about. So, you know, going back in history, as, as we said, it's what was WGS, then maybe GSX, and then ESX, then ESXi, a lot of, of name, name evolution. But this is where we are at today. So, uh, yeah, so, 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 you know, when we discovered that, that uh, ESX or vSphere's birthday is coming up in, in 30 days, I told I told my my son as a joke like we, we have to buy a gift for uh, for vSphere and then we both laughed and then you know what we went to bed and so I remember trying uh, you know to sleep on on that uh, that night that blog idea came to my mind and I just woke up I just wrote a small note for myself to remember on the second day I just wrote a few words maybe I think vSphere birthday and then uh, then uh, automating virtual machines so uh, this was my my idea you know what why not to to gift somehow virtually uh, vSphere, uh, an automation of 100 virtual machines. It's inspired by my current role, you know, part of the cloud management business unit where we're doing a lot of automation, you know, cloud management platforms and so on. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, so, you, so you know, the reason you're on this show is because this blog trended, right? That's how we invited did, you because we're watching trending content. Uh, and so we noticed that this 2200 VMs in 22 hours, the 22 hosts, you know, like was trending. Did you think while you were doing it, you were going to be trending? Honestly, not. Honestly, I did not expect that it's going to get that much of uh, traction. Uh, you know, it, it went viral and I was surprised. We got more than a million impressions, more than 10,000 engagements and then and yeah, it it is it was surprising for for me honestly. And if somebody had talked to you two years ago and said, "Yeah, I'm going to be trending at VMware," you know, for 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 the 22 22nd birthday of of vSphere, you were like, I, "Sure." I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know this. I wouldn't expect it even uh, honestly uh, to begin with, uh, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I you know I did notice that you did 22 hours. 2200 VMs uh, with 22 physical servers. Where did you get? Did you actually do it on 22 physical servers? No, where no. Did, 
Oh, all right. So I'll, I'll tell you how I did it. So, so I was you know, say, wait, you you don't have 2200, 22 physical servers sitting. No, I don't. I don't. Right. So, so I said I, I said on less than the twenty two uh, physical servers just to make it, you know. Oh, uh, I missed yeah, that yeah, yeah. you using less than. You're such a marketer. Co okay, got co it. <laughs> correct, correct. You know, you know. So, so for me, it started all at when looking at the fact that it was the twenty second birthday of of uh, of uh, vSphere. So I said I want to create twenty two thousand uh, virtual machines then it took me almost three minutes to turn this idea down by just doing some math and figuring out that i don't even have that capacity to run such a large you know uh, things at, at my home uh, lab therefore i had you know with with some calculations i had to settle on 2200 uh, vms instead so yeah everything sounded like wow and easy uh, at the beginning until i started to create my first uh, blueprint and and going to to aria automation and and creating the first uh, blueprint through the blank canvas uh, uh, where I usually use almost every day with my discussions with the customers and maybe in, in my demos, I was surprised that there is a limitation or a limit of, of 300 uh, resources per uh, template or per blueprint. So I got immediately disappointed. I, was, I felt that, that I would not be able to run the experiment the way I wanted. But with a bit of a coffee, I was like, you know, why not run the same blueprint multiple times? But I wanted this to be done also automatically. So I can genuinely say and claim that this was done by one click uh, and provisioning those two, uh, 2200 machines. So yeah, I was able to, to, to go to ARIA automation with the use of, of what we call pipelines. I was able to call the same blueprint 10 different times. And those, those, and upon the success of each uh, uh, execution, the second one will will run. And this is where uh, where I got to the uh, the final re beautiful result that I blogged on exactly in my in my blog. How much memory and storage did you out pre-allocate per per VM? Did you did you allocate it, anything? It was it was embarrassing, so I, I I'd rather not talk about it. But yeah, it was I would say just it was one one megabyte of of uh, memory. So yeah, one meg of memory per one, right, one, right. Uh, two point two gig. Yeah, yeah, two point two gig you needed, right? Right, something Good. like that. Good. I told you I'd bring you on the podcast just to embarrass you. That's that's that. that no, and I, I see it's not, it's not embarrassing. I think what we're trying is is, is to, to prove that that what we can do today with with uh, Aria sure. automation and the rest of the the CMP capabilities is super powerful. And I think this was maybe maybe the uh, if I if I want to talk also maybe why this blog went viral, I, I would I may contribute it to three main reasons. Uh, maybe the first one is that. Who doesn't love vSphere? This is, I yeah, think, sure. uh, this yeah. is not me. And second one is the fact that we, you know what, we brought up the simplicity of what ARIA automation can drive. Although we are market leaders when it comes to hybrid cloud management and cloud automation, but still you'll be surprised that a lot of customers who did not embark on the on, on the automation journey yet, they don't, they're not even aware that such a thing is possible. And I think the title was an eye opener uh, to a lot of, of cloud uh, and infrastructure administrators seeing how simple it is to create 2200 virtual machines and that uh, short amount of time and maybe the third reason is is also bringing back those beautiful screenshots of of you know uh vSphere and see how how vmware took vSphere and in, in the past 22 years and bring it bringing it along with the large uh, ecosystem of our products to the level that it is at uh, today so so let's talk about the birthday pipeline that you have in the blog, right? Because this, this is where you said three, I assume the 300 limited, you made the pipeline can uh, have 300. I'm just going to do 2200 divided by 300 equals seven or eight 
had to have uh, or what and, and is that what the pipeline is that i'm looking at in your blog here the birthday pipeline so what i did just to make it even even more i would say easier for me to manage and and uh, to read and blog about so i created uh, a pipeline that 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 consists of 10 tasks and instead of having 300 uh, uh, virtual machines sure. creation, and my I made it 220. So 220 yeah. by 10, and this is yeah, where yeah. I got to define yeah, the that's number. That's why I was like, you have 10 in here listed, right? Correct. And so each Correct. one of those jobs. And then uh, I assume Aria, I'm not an Aria, Aria expert. I don't think I've, even, I've used it once. Um, you can tie those together in the flow so that they automatically just go, go through the whole pipeline, one-click pipeline, and it just fires off one. And does it sequentially wait for the last one to finish before it then queues up the next one? You can do either way. So you can do sequential or parallel runs. So it's, it depends on the use case. In my case, I did sequential because I just wanted also to monitor how, how performance is going on on my, on my poor ESXi hosts sitting here next to me. So a, a lot of people, you're right, uh, just you know, like me, set up vSphere, you know, set up your virtual switches, get some storage, and I'm in business. I put 8, 10, 15 VMs in, in my home lab, and I, I, I don't go to that next step. When we're talking about ARIA and then just getting to ARIA, uh, ARIA just runs in a VM, I assume. How hard is it for somebody to get from, I'm just running my virtual environment using vSphere, to that next step of getting ARIA up, running, and doing a small pipeline for automation? Is that like a doable? See, uh, I, I, if I may answer the question in, in two parts. The first part is, yeah, it's super simple. You can you can today if, if you can today consume Aria as a SaaS product. You don't even need to deploy anything on prem. It's just a matter of deploying small proxy on on premise and and have you have the SaaS uh, right. uh, deployment connected to you to your environment. But I think maybe if I may ask myself on your behalf a question uh, triggered from from what you just said is is when i have a small environment is it really about automation because here i i, I think people immediately link the word automation to time and, and and money and most importantly they think about you know human resources reduction and sometimes they come and say that i have only small amount of of, of virtual machines why do i need to complicate my right. my environment by adding automation so so my opinion and and we're having a lot of, of these discussions now with with, with leaders and and, and uh, from our uh, strategic accounts, we, we, when we talk about uh, uh, automation, a few of the key benefits, which may sometimes be overlooked when we, we are considering those, uh, this part is mainly compliance and governance, because we help you know, enforcing compliance and governance policies by ensuring that infrastructure is consistently configured according to the established guidelines and, and best practices. We talk about disaster recovery because we also help, you know, in faster uh, in, uh, recovery of cloud infrastructure and applications in case of failure to minimize the business uh, uh, disruption. We talk about increased customer satisfaction because when it's automated and it's always available, then you can you can consume the resources from self-service portals almost in instantly. And last but not least, sustainability as well uh, you know you know there are a lot of, of of benefits related to sustainability when it comes maybe to energy efficiency reducing e-waste optimizing workload placement and and overall uh, carbon footprint uh, reduction yeah 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 i can i can see that i know that uh as we get into multi-cloud and multi-cloud management this becomes more and more important right and as you start to worry about your workloads being out in the, up in the cloud versus being on-prem and then you know having rock solid automation that allows it to just be controlled you know, you can see where the the old days of just knowing vSphere and being able to manage your vms right are just 
not going to be enough, right? You're going to have to go learn this stuff, right? And uh, that, yeah, definitely doable. When you have your list of deployments on this blog, and I will say, go to cloud uh, cloudflation.com, check it out. You got great screenshots. You got the everything here. Just as a nice blog article, you can't miss it. It's on this front page, and you have, I think, the old vSphere uh, screenshots as well, right? Yeah, some of the, yeah. we, we went and dug out one of the, some of the early ESX uh, server screen pages, right? Like our screenshots for that. It does see it. 1.0, right. 1.0 screenshot. Where'd you get that? Did you find that online or did somebody have a version? This is maybe one one of the other things which which shocked me that it was online on VMware's website and we still maintain this document. Yani, to be honest with you, I was super uh, happy to see such a thing. And this shows you also the commitment and the continuity of 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 of, uh, of, of VMware. Yeah, I'm just I'm just scrolling through right now. Like, yeah, that there you go. Nineteen copyright nineteen ninety eight to two thousand one on one of the yes. one of the you know the VMware tool properties pop up. It's like, oh my gosh, this is back in back in ninety eight. When this one Mendel and them just got it going. That's like, and they still got this document. The documentation for what other was up. It you is, went and got the screenshots from the docs. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's I, I was so yeah. careful. I just wanted to use also official documentation. I didn't want to use anything that may, be, may not be official or maybe authentic. So I only used stuff that are available on our official channels. And this was there available up and running on our VMware website. You know, the thing is about this blog article, you could have titled it, uh, you know, ESX 1.0 screenshots, and you would have probably turned it. Like just, just maybe, finding maybe. these shots and making putting them in a blog article probably would have gotten you gotten you to trend also just because it's so super cool to see the original 1.0 1.0 stuff which I don't think I've ever seen right I I think by the time I was at 3.0 it looked like this there was a lot of everything all the all the items you know the Windows Windows apps were the same but it's this the 1.0 stuff so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm just trying to think what else there is here in the from the standpoint of any other learnings or any other interesting thoughts around um, what your experience with regard to just doing this blog and being part of the creating the 22 year anniversary because I don't think people would have really even realized that there was a 22 year anniversary or that there was that that there's a difference between the company foundation of 25 years and when we had an actual uh, enterprise um, virtualization product because it, it was workstation was the first product we came out with, which was just, it, it, I think GSX, right? I'm, I'm not even sure. You know, it was, it was, I think called VMware workstation. Yeah. Well, I think it was workstation. Yeah. Right. And then uh, GSX came after workstation, which I think this might've been called. I don't know if this was ES, this says ESX in it though. Right. So ESX. yeah, this was ESX, but there was a GSX that ran inside of windows first. Right. So then ESX was independent. was a, was the first hypervisor that I would, I would say that was sitting below the operating system, right. Everything up until ESX was sitting embedded in the operating system. Five. Correct, workstation correct. route on the operating system as well. So kind of neat right, to see that. Uh, any other learnings? Uh, honestly, from, from, from the blog, and I think, yeah, I, I think the hype, the, the engagement, the comments that I got from, from, from colleagues, friends, customers, from the overall community of, of VMware, I think was, was super positive and maybe encouraging for me to go and, and do even uh, more stuff. 
I'm super happy that people started to learn more also about, you know, cloud management platforms, uh, uh, the, the benefits of automation and how important it is. It's also very important to know that when, when we talk about cloud management, we're not talking only about automation. Automation is only a single piece of it. There are things which, which where, where we scale uh, at things, uh, such as things like, for example, uh, cost management, performance management, and governance. Those also makes key part of, of uh, cloud management platforms. And uh, yeah, we will definitely do more in the upcoming uh, few months because I, I, I got really excited when I saw how, how people may react to when, when they see good content uh, out there. Yeah, it, maybe, I don't know, have you been part of the V community blogging? Because this is kind of just getting you exposed to a larger set of people that are following the blogs, engaging with the blogs. And it is people that are, you know, clearly producing content, V brown bag, so forth, and doing this community content. I think it is, it is you know, it's fun to see new people come in. And it. I don't think you blogged before you came to VMware, right? Uh, I did not. Honestly, yeah. no, I did not. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, other blog articles that you're doing, are you? It looks like you're gonna you start a blog regularly now. Is this part of your gig? Do you do they allow you to do blogs while you're uh, lead solutions architect, or just kind of like what you get to do in the evenings? I think I, I do it at the evening, but I don't think uh, the company is always empowering. I think all of us to go and create content, a content that is always useful to our customers, because I think this is our main agenda. Whenever what we do, whatever we do is, is you know, helping our customers and, and being more advocate our, about our products and show people how useful our products can be to solve their business uh, challenges and and, and uh, empowering them with more capabilities. So I've, never, I've, I've always received positive comments from my, uh, from my management here in, in, in the region and and I think we will be doing more, although I'm doing it now, uh, maybe uh, after working hours. Sometimes okay. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it will be an issue doing it also during my work. But yeah, so when you talk come. automation, um, I'll, I'll, I'll switch gears here a little bit just because I did realize that we have a couple other topics would be interesting. Sustainability, right? We People talk about sustainability now around the globe. Um, is, and, and I was going to ask you, what do you do to destroy all these VMs when you were done? 2,200 VMs that have to be deleted. Uh, does uh, does Aria manage that? And sustainability, is sustainability just because you're morally, opt you're optimizing your resources better because you're using automation to watch characteristics, watch idle time, whatever, and then reallocating more properly or taking down your VMs when you're done? What's the sustainability narrative and, uh, and how did you destroy 2,200 VMs? It was one click, the destruction of, of the, the VMs, literally one click, uh, going to that same uh, pipeline and, and, uh, and destroy VMs instead of creation. Uh, now, now, in the context, I don't know, I think there is an echo. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. If I'm not getting an echo here, but uh, yeah, I yeah, just, I'll, I'll, is it me? Oh, well, yeah, maybe you should mute. I was muted. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hmm. Yeah. I'm still echoing, but, but but I'm fine. I, I can I can keep going. All right. So so, so yeah. Mainly in the context of of uh, automation, you know, we empower businesses to 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 be able to dynamically allocate resources based on real time demand, and which helps them reduce energy consumption in, in data centers. So for instance, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Corey, do you also hear me echoing? 
Uh, no, you're not echoing. For okay, me. okay, great, no, great, not great, at all. Okay, you okay, sound perfect. Okay, okay. 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 So, 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 yeah, so mainly we help help in, in distributing workloads. Sorry. There's a big echo on the stream. It's coming through. Did you, did you, I didn't change anything on my end. Didn't anything change anything here either? Uh, huh. Echo on the stream. Yeah, did you all right so uh mohammed did you have any youtube or anything open there there should i uh, hold on give me a second here no recording no, no. paused uh, let's see, just going to do that. Okay, see if the echo is now gone. It might be gone now. It might be that Tony came in on TalkShoe and TalkShoe then was picking up an echo. So I, I got rid of TalkShoe. So Julia, is the echo still present or is it gone? Can you say something about that? Test, test, test. I yes. think yes, the echo is still echo. I'll, I'll, I'll drop, drop and join back if, if you don't mind. mind. Yes, please. Sure. So, Julia, is the echo there now? No, no. just Mohammed's end. Oh, got it. Hmm. He came through as an echo. Is that any echo? What we? I think. Yeah. Still an echo on your yeah. part. That is odd. And you're hearing it, Julia, so I am not. Uh, uh, let me let try, try to, to, to change, change my microphone, microphone to, to, to my lodge. To my, to my Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I have this echo cancellation on my end. I you can turn it on. It does anything. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I'm just yeah. I think still, I think still, that was that was that. Yeah, don't know where that's coming from. I could, yeah. Oh no, not me. Time out. Let me. Uh, I'll come back in. Okay. Let's test while Eric is not here. Yeah, I think the echo is gone now, right? Yes, the echo is gone. Yeah, um, seems seems coming from from Eric's side. Yeah, so something with talk show was messed up. I'm sorry, who is listening? Uh, no. We'll come back soon. We can edit later, Mohammed. 
Sure, sure, we'll do that. Was the echo gone when when I left? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was gone. Uh, now, I think all, now it's fine. I'm gonna leave and yeah, we can yeah, keep the yeah. show. All right. All right, sorry people. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're doing a live show. You just never know what's gonna happen when you're doing a live show, especially with, with talk shoes. So so we were talking, I think about Aria. What were we talking about? Where do we leave? Sustainability, right? We were, we were talking sustainability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sustainability. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, when it comes to ARIA and, and, and the overall capabilities when it comes to sustainability, we help we help uh, our customers distributing the workload efficiently across their multiple clouds, ensuring that the resources are optimally uh, used, ensuring that we have also a reduction on uh, when it comes to wastages. We also help help them uh, part of our uh, governance capability as cost management and guardrails. We help them uh, optimizing and uh, you know they're spent preventing overutilization of of resources which also will lead to to better uh, carbon footprint reduction and also you know that uh, vmware does not stop uh, the 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 efforts towards sustainability here it, it's a never ending i think uh, uh, efforts for, for, from vmware and we we want make we wanted to make sure that our our customers uh, life is is easier help them really getting tangible goals. So we worked on something uh, measurable uh, that is KPI driven and we call it a green score. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with uh, or you heard this term before, uh, Eric. So the green score is now being seen as, as a key metric uh, in large organizations uh, across, uh, across the globe. And it's helping uh, CXOs also to measure their decarbonization initiatives uh, in a numerical fashion and report progress accordingly. So. The green score is mainly uh, a key metric that is driven by clean demand, uh, clean operations, and, and green supply. It, it considers things such as you know utilization, power sources, hardware efficiency, uh, and so on. Bringing all those into a formula to give our customers a percentage uh, out of you know a number out of hundred that they can use to report and uh, to measure their their efforts against. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I know that I was speaking, I've used this a couple of times, the Starbucks CEO is managing cloud resources and he's using Aria Cloud Health, right? I don't know what we actually call Cloud Health these days, uh, Aria something, um, where he's managing cost of compute capacity as well, right? And actively determining where Kubernetes workload goes based on costs from different cloud vendors, right? And they have that built into their weekly, uh, you know, operational model where they can automate and provision different cloud jobs based on pricing, right? So, uh, 100%. And, and we also help, yeah. We help we also help. In, in, in cloud, in uh, area cost, we help also, you know, reveal resources that are being unused. Uh, and, and I was looking at a very interesting case from a live customer a few days back where we were able to save $47,000 uh, on, on their monthly bill just by discovering some S3 buckets that are sitting there in, in, on their AWS accounts that are not being used by anything. So by, by, with, with the help of area cost, they were able to, to discover it and, and kill it immediately. Is that what we're calling it now? Aria cost? Yeah. Yeah. Aria cost. Correct. Yeah. Which, which is powerful. You know, we always always had the term server sprawl, right? Then it became VM sprawl. And now it's like cloud sprawl, right? Where how do you actually manage that? And and actually that is, uh, when you really think about it, that is sustainability. Because if you are shutting these resources down, they can be allocated to somebody else, right? They're just, they're just you know, 
resources that aren't being consumed. And yeah, we're getting an invoice for it, but uh, truthfully, we're warming up the planet because some server somewhere is buzzing in an AWS rack somewhere, then it wouldn't need to be sitting there buzzing for us. It could be buzzing for somebody else, right? So absolutely, absolutely. yeah, reducing the footprint. Um, and that, that comes back to, you know, we had in our notes here, what is the relationship between automation and cloud management? And some of this is that conversation, right? It's just you know, how are you optimally managing your compute resources in the cloud like you would on-prem, right? And automation is a key to that because one button kill 2200 VMs, that seems like you need that, right? I want to click a button 300 times and shut the whole world down. 100%, 100%. And yeah, uh, as we said, I think earlier that automation is a key pillar of, of, cloud, of a cloud management platform, one of the key capabilities. But yeah, it goes hand in hand with, with what we do when it comes to cost management, as you said, ARIA cost, when it comes to uh, governance, and this is where, where uh, ARIA guardrail plays a big role here as well. And, and, and last but not least is uh, performance management and, and troubleshooting. And this is where ARIA operations also uh, serves uh, our customers. Right. So we always ask our guests that come in as we, you know, come into the last 10 minutes of the show here. Um, what are you excited about moving forward? Um, obviously, you're writing blog articles. Um, how do you pick topics uh, before, because your son helped you with this topic? I, I meant to ask, how old is your son, right? Like, is, is, is he still, oh, he's 10. You're right in the sweet spot. Yeah, yep, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. My son is 30, so he's a hardware engineer. Oh, okay. He works at Roku, but he's coming over and we still have fun with hardware and we do little projects together. So it keeps going. So you'll have fun with that. Um, but how else do you, are you going to pick, pick what you blog uh, on next? Have you found a good way to figure out uh, what, to, what to write as you go forward? It's super easy, actually. In the past three months, I've been just blogging on discussions that I'm having with my customers. Whenever I leave a meeting, I'm, I'm always coming up with something, you know, a challenge or maybe a new idea or maybe something that they really want to know more about or maybe something that we out of sudden just came up as an idea and then we were able to solve it immediately during that meeting. So this is where I take it. And, and of course, I remove any reference to to, to customer so or to the discussion, yeah, just make, generalize it and, and, and blog about it. I, I have great, I think, a source of, of uh, you know, content ideas. Right. Uh, remind me, we have blogs.vmware.com. We have the affiliate blog list. We should make sure you get an affiliate blog list because we tend to drive, uh, we have an RSS feed that we can put you in and we'll drive probably 50% of your traffic to your blog just by getting you in that list. So we'll have to do that. And anybody else that's a blogger out there, we have blogs.vmware.com. We have an affiliate list. There's a place you can go on blogs.vmware.com and click add me to the list and you can go add yourself to the list and we'll put that in and that ends up in an RSS feed where we have 40,000 subscribers to that RSS feed. So any blog article you do, it ends up in that feed and uh, and then you get more traffic to your blog. So that's cool. And we do have 800 bloggers out here or more that are actually writing blogs every day. And uh, that's, you know, by and large, when we ask, you know, how do they come up with topics? That's exactly what they do. They're like, well, I'm, I had to fix this last week. So I just wrote about what I had to go fix. Right. So uh, it, it's actually it's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. What um, what's your plans for the rest of 2023? Like, are you are you going to get to go to VMworld? Do they let you go to explore? Sorry, I call it VMworld, but it's Explore now. And I know we have multiple of them around the world, right? So there's going to be Explorers all over the place. Did you get to go to Explore? And for the rest of the year, what are you excited about? 
Yeah, so I've, I've been at Explore as, as a customer earlier, but now I'm planning to go, yeah, hopefully this year to Explore Barcelona. And uh, in terms of, of, you know, you know, as someone who's passionate about technologies and, and as long as I can remember, and what excites me mainly is, is being able to see how technology is evolving and how it's shaping, you know, our lives and, and businesses. And working at VMware, again, this, this helps me also, you know, see those uh, innovations firsthand. So, yeah, currently, as we speak, I'm, I'm working, exploring things more into the AI and ML world and see how this can help shape the future of cloud management, given the, the nature of also the type of work that I'm doing uh, closely now. So, yeah, maybe a lot, of, lot to talk about in, 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 in maybe future sessions. And, uh, yeah, that's it, mainly. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm excited about the AI ML as well, and you know, when are we going to have auto driving, right? You know, like 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 the Tesla auto drive feature, right? Like when when is Aria auto drive, you know, or whatever they're going to call? It? I don't know. I don't know if they're even building such a thing, but you could we could see where you know a lot of software, a lot of AI, and helping manage. We already have a lot of that in vSphere already. Uh, you know, comes to fruition where I have my GPG chat client. That's uh, you know, I just can. Uh, let it do its thing and uh, deploy me some VMs that do X, Y, Z. So I should be able to just ask ChatGPT to make me 2,200 VMs. And it just goes, okay, here, go do that for you. Yeah, today, as we speak, by the way, we have a lot of AI ML driven capabilities in our in right. area products. So we have what we call self-driven operations. We have what we call self-driven automation and so on. But this definitely, it's a, it's a never ending, I would say, uh, area of, of uh, evolution. So whatever we, we had yesterday, it's getting better today and it will get much better also tomorrow. So we are there. We, we understand how important it is to embed those uh, technologies part of what we offer to our customers. And I think, yeah, it's only going to get better. Yeah, um, I have a kid at university who um, my, my youngest son is still in university and he is in computer science. And he's like, his professor hasn't figured out that you can go to chat, chat GPT and, you know, ask it to write the code for the homework assignment. And uh, the homework, it just writes the code and it does, it doesn't do it perfectly, but it does it pretty well. Right. And, uh, and, and it picks up all the languages. Like they're in some weird language like rust. I think they're doing stuff in rust. And so I never even heard of rust, but apparently chat GPT does rust and you can just ask it to write you a code in, in rust that does X, Y, Z. And it just goes and writes pretty damn good code. Right. Like he says, he has to tweak a little of it, but, it's like it's there so i'm just waiting for chat gpt to pick up you know uh, aria you know uh, and be able to do powershell or aria automation and just write you some some code that actually goes and does it so all i have to do is ask it you know give me 2200 vms and it's just gonna go it's gonna go give me that some kind of automated code sample that i can run against my cloud or vSphere and it'll just go off and do it right without i'm, without I'm, pr I'm pretty sure it will be there but also it's very important to note that that in parallel, what we have is what we call our black canvas. It's like a whiteboard where you can drag and drop resources and design the, the automation blueprint without even having to write a single piece of code. While yet at the same time, you can choose to go fully uh, f f as a code uh, you know, perspective. So, so we have both options also available. But yeah, I think it, it's going to be there for sure. Sooner yeah. or later, ChatGPT will understand VMware Aria and, and will start also helping uh, people uh, creating yeah. more and more blueprints. It is interesting because it gets back to my original point of a lot of us haven't spent spent enough time with the Aria to understand that, oh, they've got a whiteboard drag and drop feature and then a button that says generate and, it, and it'll go off and it'll do that. Kind of like what you can do where you can capture a deployment as well and it'll write the code to actually 
create what you've got up on the screen, right? So I know they've had that for a long time, right? Where where you can automate Correct. everything that you've done on on the in in ESX or vCenter. Now, uh, whiteboard layout as well. The tools get e easier and easier. So uh, I feel like we keep having to climb up that stack as an architect, right? You know, you're you're going to be less and less doing the lower level stuff, more and more up the architecture top top level, and then with the tools it makes even their architecture level stuff easier and easier as you climb up that stack so yeah okay final last thing we do host uh, the show on uh youtube at uh, youtube.com v barbecue v b a r b e c u e and for all of our guests we always ask uh one do you barbecue or do you buy eat barbecue do you have a favorite barbecue restaurant uh so to the end the show off uh Mohammed, are you are do you guys barbecue uh, in Dubai or wherever you're at in, over there? And if so, what do you do vegetables? Uh, I don't know. What do you what do you guys do for barbecue over there? They, they actually, yeah, it's it's extremely famous. We do a lot of barbecue. I'm not a fan of meat a lot, but uh, I do. And and our famous, I would say, uh, barbecue dish is uh, kebab. I'm sure I'm sure you know it already. Oh yeah, this is the oh, yeah. most, that's, most that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So we do it by the beach. We do it in the desert. We they do it like at home. They do it like almost everywhere. Right. Do they use the long metal rods and then they wrap the meat around? Like I've I've had this one where it's like a it's like a soft meat that they then put on a metal skewer that's like pressed on and then they cook that on both sides and it's like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they do this one and I think also they, they they do another one which where they put even the meat under the the sand and they put some heat on top of it for and they keep it cooking for maybe 24 hours i'm not i'm not that expert yeah, over yeah, when it comes to this right, domain right. but yeah, yeah i know i know a little about it that's awesome that's awesome well uh we're at the top of the hour so thanks a lot for staying up as late as you did in order to be with us and uh surviving our technical difficulties so the ones that we experienced but uh always good to have community members on bloggers on uh, and uh, just say thanks a lot for being part of the ecosystem and uh, contributing and and uh, you know you trended so you 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 added a lot of uh, fun and enjoyment for people that got to got to see that and that was an innovative way. Tell your son we said wow that was awesome. Thanks a lot uh, for 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 coming up with those ideas. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me and thanks a lot for everyone who's listening uh, to us now or later. And yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week, as always, every Wednesday. Today, we did it an hour early. So sorry to Tony and others that we were a bit earlier this year than today. But that's because Muhammad was uh, was keeping up too late here. So appreciate that. And we'll be back again uh, next week to to get some more people on and uh, and talk community stuff. Until then, have a great rest of your week and go. Don't forget to go eat some barbecue. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.